From CBC Radio and Public Radio International, this is Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. Part two of today's show, Modern Language. Jorge, you consider yourself somewhat of a master of at coming up with catchphrases. Oh, I mean, I, I do okay. That is your job. You are you are paid by a uh, let's just say a famous uh, rock band. That's right. And, and you're not at liberty to say um, to, to say who this band is that you work for. No, or, no. Right, but let's just let's just suffice it to say that anyone listening would would definitely know this band. Anyone listening in pretty much. Pretty, pretty much globally would, would have heard of this band. Right. And, and, your, and your job is to, to come up with, uh, with catchy slogans for them. It's a little known secret in, in the entertainment industry that a lot of, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the sort of quirky things that celebrities pepper their speech with incredibly naturally mm-hmm. have been written for them by, by other people. One of the reasons I've been so successful, I think, is that I've spent most of my life just absolutely obsessed with catchphrases. I don't punch in at 9 o'clock and, and sit down and turn a computer or a piece of paper and start thinking about catchphrases till 5 p.m. I'm always thinking of catchphrases. I've just been obsessed with them. How many catchphrases have you come up with today? Um... I don't know. I've got like three or three or four pages full. Wow. A lot of these are terrible, you know. I mean, a lot of them will never ever see the the light of day. Can Can you share a few of them? Sure. Uh, here's one. Milk and the dinosaur. Milk Milk and the dinosaur. Milk and the dinosaur. Well, what What would that uh, refer to? I'm not quite sure. I like the way the words sound. Mm-hmm. And I like the milking something, milk, you know, it's milking, mm-hmm. clearly, but I think you'd shorten it to milking. That's really milking the dinosaur. Or, <laughs> I was milking the dinosaur. Could you actually draw milk from a dinosaur? Could a dinosaur be milked? I, you know, I don't know. I th- they're reptiles, weren't they? Yeah, they're not mammals. Hmm. What else you got? Here comes tear time. Oh, I see. that's if someone's going to be crying. That's pretty sensitive. Yeah, I could see that working working out with a very you know working well with a very emotional girlfriend. Right, or if you're going to be crying, you say, "Here comes tear time." Here comes tear time. Or if you're going to make somebody cry, you know, if you're mm-hmm. some you know some actor like The Rock or something could use that in a in oh, like an action hero. Right, exactly. Uh huh. These are all untested. This will be a good test, actually. The one that I, I came up with today that I think has a lot of potential, it's a two-part catchphrase. The first part is, um, have you felt me? A question. And the second part is, I feel you now. An answer. I see. So it's sort of like one hep cat is saying to another hep cat, are you, like, you catching my drift kind of thing? Exactly. Have you felt me? Right. And you say, I feel you now. Do, do you want to try it out? Yeah, let's let's try it out right now. Okay. I love tomatoes. Have you felt me? I feel you now. Not bad. Not, not bad. Yeah. But also, I'm not giving you. Let's, why don't you try to come up with a with an example where you would ask, "Have you felt me?" Yeah. Okay. 
you know, corduroy is one practical pant. Have you felt me? I feel you now. I feel you now. You're pretty good. Yeah, you're good at that. No, that was good. That first one you did was really nice. never really been able to employ catchphrases in a very convincing way. Well, here's one that you can employ. Okay. This is a, this one is incredibly easy. This one people love. All right. Um, big time boss, big time. Why don't you, let's, let's see, I'm just going to give it to you. Let's see how you, how you would use it. All right. Ask me if I want another beer. Do you want another beer? Big time boss, big time. Yeah, that's very good. Big time boss, big time. I like the way you do it better. <laughs> well, I've, I've got a lot of practice. I think that you could really use a catchphrase yourself. I could. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, maybe not in your personal life, but for the show, for Wiretap. Really? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I love your show. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love your show. And I think it could just improve. Like, for instance, the show usually just sort of starts right or mm -hmm. one thing you could do is have like an opening line an opening line says hey it's me show's about to start you know draws people in mm -hmm. you know yeah uh, closing line same you know same idea mm -hmm. um i was thinking about it and i came out came out with like a couple of really really quick suggestions oh yeah these are just yeah. sort of on the house right because you usually get paid uh, big bucks for this sort of thing this isn't $10,000 worth of work. It's just something I came up with on the elevator. But uh, who, how about an opening line? Okay. This is Jonathan Goldstein. Mm -hmm. Let's get down to the wire. Let's get down to the wire. As in, as in wiretap. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, it sounds, it sounds sort of like, um, like a political phone-in show or something. Do you have anything that maybe I can use as like a kind of sign-off, like a, at the end of the show? How about this? Uh, this one goes more with the show. Mm -hmm. It's the same same thing. This is Jonathan Goldstein. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're wrapping it up. So this is Jonathan Goldstein, mm -hmm. and I'm all tapped out. Hey, that's not that's not bad. I'm going to give that a shot. You ready? Give that a shot. This is Jonathan Goldstein, and I'm all tapped out. I love it. Big time, boss. Big time. Oh, yeah. Now you decide to call. I told you I was going to call. You, you, you told me. I told you I was going to call. You told me you were going to call 20 minutes ago. Oh, please. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the modern world. Yeah, well, you know who did call 20 minutes ago? Uh, Jesus? No. Someone. Someone phoned 20 minutes ago. And you know how I picked up the telephone? Can't say that I do, no. I, I picked up the phone by saying, Yo, what's up, Captain Douche? <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I answered the phone. And you know who it was? 
It was the, it was the vice president of programming at the CBC. Oh, stop! My hand to God. <laughs> Choo! <laughs> That's great. Ex excuse me. What was that? What was that little sound effect that you just did? What the laughing? No, prior to the laughing. You mean choo? Yeah. What is that? You know it very well, my friend. I've done it to you a million times. What are you? What are you expressing curiosity now? I've never heard that sound before. Oh, please, I do it all the time. You've been chewed, baby. Choo! I've been chewed. You have. What is that? There's no um, ready explanation. It's it's kind of like a Schadenfreude fueled dig, I would say. It's just a tribal marker, you know what I mean? It, it manages to put into one sound, I won't even call it a word, a whole range of expression. You can take pleasure in someone else's misfortune. You can, you can uh, you know, say, look, it was your uh, hubris that led you to this, and this is your comeuppance. I use them in, in different situations, sometimes more mocking, sometimes an I feel your pain. Um, sometimes I feel your pain, but thank God you feel it more than I feel it. Chew. Not chew. Or choo, or choo, choo, choo. There are many variations. I tell you this little story mm -hmm. that you know might, in, in a normal person, inspire some degree of sympathy. Right. But instead, you make that ridiculous sound, and you feel that's an appropriate response. Well, you know, serves you right for answering the phone. You know, Captain Douche. Like that. You say stuff like that to me all the time. You have, yes, but you have. I say it to you when I know I'm speaking to you. I don't pick up the phone without checking call display, which I know you have. And, and you know, I mean, it's your own recklessness. I was feeling capricious. Well, and now you're paying the piper. Choo! Thank you. You're off. And where, where did you learn this sound from? Um, it was extant in my high school. Uh, in my brother's grade, there were uh, a number of uh, young men who used it. I've yet to hear a woman use it. It's a very male term. It sounds very male. Well, it's very, it, it, it deals with competition, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the glory in seeing one's, um, one's opponents uh, reduced to rubble. And by opponents, you mean one's friends? You know, you say potato, I say potato. One, one fellow, Peter, Peter Gonda, a friend of mine, who uh, uses it all the time. In fact... I believe it originated with him, perhaps in, in very early childhood. Mm -hmm. So he, I would say, even though I am uh, the modern master, I would say he certainly got the roots. The roots run deep with him. You have to speak with him. Mm -hmm. I can't give you the whole background. You got his number? I do, yes. It's 555-0740. Uh, 0740. Five, five, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Don't, uh, you know, don't call him before 5 o'clock at night. Why is that? He's a uh, he's a late bloomer. He's a late sleeper. He's uh, usually asleep at uh, you know peak hours, afternoon hours. He wakes up at five o'clock. You know what? I don't really think it's for you to judge. All that's, right. that's just a description of what he does. You might want to get off your high horse before somebody else chews you. Hello. Is it Peter Gonda? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Jonathan Goldstein. I'm a friend of uh, of Josh, uh, Josh Carpatti. He he uh, he gave me your phone number. He told me I can call you up to to talk to you did about. He, did he tell you you could call me at eight o'clock in the morning? It's it's uh it's actually three thirty in the afternoon. So what's your point? Uh, okay. What's it, this about? 
Josh does this thing that he calls the the chew. The chew. Where he goes chew like that, and he said that he learned it from you. So where where did this chew sound originate? Look, maybe from the old country, Polish, Russian, whatever. I mean, look, the inventor of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to give you a little backstory here. I went to a private Jewish school, and in about grade three, they introduced this freak into our school. And what this kid used to do was uh, poke a finger into his cheek, roll his eyes back in his head, and do uh, like chew like that. This is how he introduced himself to our society. Uh-huh. And that's all he ever did. He didn't say anything. He didn't use language. So one day in the in the lunchroom, you know, we're all pissed off. I decide I'm going to take action. So he's eating his sandwich. I walk over and kick him straight in the ass. Then we get in a little tussle, rolling on the ground. The teachers break us apart. And the next thing you know, we're like best friends. And then uh, shortly after that, everyone, every one of these seven boys is chewing all the time. This this new kid in school, what's this guy's name? Mitch. And are you still friends with him? I speak to him occasionally, but uh, we do, don't cross paths that much. Do, do you have his phone number so that I might call him? Yeah, I got his number. His number is uh, 416. Mm-hmm. Five 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 seventy two thirty. Okay. Hello. Is, is this Mitch speaking? Yes. I got your number from uh, Peter Gonda. Yes. He he used this um, this expression that I've become quite fascinated with. He he used this word chew, and Peter gave me uh, your phone number, telling me that you, you're the originator of the chew. This is a good friend of mine. He's he's an old friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that uh, that word in a long time. I, I just I have to ask you, um, wh- what does it? Where does this word come from? Well, it's, uh, it's it's kind of a simple story. I think I was uh, around 10 years old or 10 or 11, and I was in a Chinese food restaurant. I think it was it was part of a, a phrase uh, uh, one of the waiters were using. I asked him what it meant, and he uh, didn't really understand. I, I, then I, I sort of used it from there on. Well, and and what, did you have any idea what it meant? I have no idea. To this day, I still have no idea. And and in and what context was the man using it? He was just he just was saying the word "chew" over and over. Was he angry? Was he happy? Uh, he seemed kind of you know it, it was neutral. He seemed uh, you know serious. Mm-hmm. And w- and was he using this uh, alongside any any particular gestures or facial manner? No. From my recollection, it was it, it was a sound like "chew." Uh huh. But it made a big impact on you. Yeah. I, I really put a, a serious deep tone on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would sound like this, like, uh, sort of like a sort of like a choo-choo train. Like a choo-choo train, very deep tone. I used to say it in public movie theaters in the, in the dark. And so, how, how did it how did it take on all this nuance? Well, I guess as kids, you you come up with certain words or terms that that sort of catch on, and people start saying it. 
it's almost like a, it's almost like I told you so or I gotcha. You know when you, when, when something happens to somebody, and you know instead of pointing and laughing, mm-hmm. you say a strange word. It makes them think, what the hell does that mean? But they don't know what the meaning is, and therefore it frustrates them twice as much when something does happen. So it's sort of like salt on the wounds. Exactly. And that's what friends are for. <laughs> but literally, it just it comes from a Chinese restaurant. You have no idea. Have you ever tried to find out what chu might mean in, in Chinese? Well, it's funny. Subsequently, when, when the word did become popular amongst our friends, like, mm-hmm. I, we did try to go back and ask. Um, to that same Chinese restaurant? No, different ones. Uh-huh. Mandarin or Cantonese. Mm-hmm. And uh, we never seemed to get an answer. Hey, James. Uh, Jonathan. Hey. I, hey, how's, how's it going? I'm at work right now. I can't really talk. Uh, can I call you back later? Well, actually, I just have a very quick question for you. Okay. Uh, sorry, um, hold on. Just one second. Yeah, I'm going to get that in like about two seconds, okay? Okay. Are, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. Are, are, you're, you're still working at the Peking Hut? Yeah, yeah, I'm there right now. And, and, and that's, like, that's like, um, like, like, like Cantonese food? Yeah, it's Cantonese with a bit of Sichuan. Uh huh. And and you've been working there like eight years now or so. Nine years, yeah, yeah. In in all the years that you've been working at 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 the, at the restaurant, have you ever heard anyone, any of the waiters or any of the clients or the suppliers or anyone, uh-huh. use the word chew? And not like as in chew your food, but as like an expletive, as like you know shouting it out the word chew. Am I hearing you right? The word chew. Yes. Do you like know what the word C H E W? No, no. Like like used uh, in in this way, like chew, like that. No, no, I never heard that. What what is that supposed to mean? Like chew, like a, like a sneeze? Or? I don't know. You see, I got involved in this whole thing. I have um, I have a friend, and he uses the word. He uses this particular word chew in a very hurtful manner. You know, uh-huh. like 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 let's say, um, you know, you're walking alongside of him, and you were to uh, trip and 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 fall on the sidewalk. He he would make this little noise. He would go chew. Like that, <laughs> and and to him that's that's you know that's very amusing. Is this Josh? Yeah, it is Josh. How do you know? Uh, I just it sounds like Josh. That's hysterical. That's the funniest thing. Like two. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? That's really funny. Yeah. You see, I think it's I think it's sort of hurtful. But anyway. Oh, maybe I don't know. You're too sensitive or something. I think that's funny. You like that? Like that? That's, that is so funny. That mm. is so funny. Hey Frank, watch. <laughs> hey Frank. Frank just dropped a pot of water. Frank just. Dropped... Hey Frank. Frank, Choo! No, Frank, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Sorry, hold on. I, I, actually, I'm just, I think I just pissed this guy off. Frank, no, seriously, seriously, Frank, I'm just, it's just like you just say it. It's just, it's just like a thing he's, like, come on, relax, relax, Frank, Frank, take it easy, relax, joke. James, James. James?
Cameron, how old are you? I'm eight. Eight? Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the radio program. You're welcome. How's the weather today in Winnipeg? Cold and rainy. Oh. Hello. Hey, Ty. This is this is Jonathan speaking. How are you? Fine. How do you spell your name? P-A-D-H-G. I would never be able to spell that in a million years. Hello? Arizona? Yes? How, how old are you? I'm nine years old. Okay, and uh, you you consider yourself you're 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 a pretty smart kid, right? You know yes. a lot about a lot of things. I know I'm very intelligent. Okay, here we go. I'm going to ask for you to define some words, and I'm going to give you. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. First word. Goatee. Something that a man has. He has a goatee right on his on the bottom of his chin. A small beard. A mountain goat in France. A French mountain goat. Yes, a French mountain goat. Okay, next one. Carbonated. It's when a bear goes to sleep for the winter. Use it in a sentence. A bear carbonated in his shed. Okay, next we have omnipotent. Sounds like it has to do with something like nipping. Use it use it in a sentence. Omnipotent. Um that dog was um omnipotent on me. Armageddon. What? Armageddon? Sounds a bit like arm and then I don't know. What's a Geddon sound like? A kind of animal that's related to the armadillo. Does that mean the end of the world? Okay, here's another word. You ready? Okay. Martini. That a kind of drink? A drink with whiskey in it. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's red. Uh-huh. Like you make it with grapes and you leave it a few years and it gets stronger every year. And and what would it taste like? Maybe a bit like port. Maybe in between port and wine. Or maybe like a pinot cream. Like a what? Maybe like a pinot cream. It's a kind of wine. Uh huh. I think you know more um, more about wine than I do. Yeah. Next word: philosophical. It has something to do with philosophy. That is uh, what a philosopher does. And when what is a philosopher? A philosopher is somebody who tries to figure out why Earth exists and why we exist. And what do you think is the reason why? I have not one single idea. If you had to make your best guess, what do you think it would be? I think it was always here. Life was always here? Maybe, no, no, maybe not. Where did it come from? It came 
from some explosion there and this little molecule fell on the earth. Here we go. Next word. You ready? Mm-hmm. Existentialism. Someone who just got out of jail. Um, does that have something to do with eggs? Free will. Uh, to be free in the world? Being able to control yourself? I don't know. Is it kind of like you can do what you want to do? Do you have free will? No. How come? Well, not all the time. I have to go to school, and I have to do my homework. Do you have free will? Yes. Because I can make myself not do things that I really want to. Like not eating my brother's slice of cake when he's not there. Is that hard? Yes. Okay, you ready for you ready for another one? Yep. Okay, this is a person. Mick Jagger. Sounds like he invented the dagger. Is he old? Hmm. Some people would think he's old. Is he about forty? Maybe. I think he, I think even older. Fifty. I think even older. Sixty. I think around there. He's sixty. I think maybe. Well, that's old for me. Yeah. I've got a long way to go. You? Yes, you do. Fifty-two years to go. Good, good arithmetic. I'm really good at math. I'm the best in the third graders. Next word: Australopithecus. Someone who studies astrology, an early form of human beings. Are you really eight years old? Yes. You sure? Yes. Okay. Um, have you read any good books lately that you can recommend? The Artemis Fowl series. And, and what do you like about them? I like it because the main character is a genius. Mm-hmm. And he's only. Twelve. What do you think you're going to be like when you're twelve? A genius. Oh, really? Really. And what are you doing to prepare? Nothing. Just kind of sitting around. Yeah. Resting your brain. Yeah. You think that's important for a genius? Yes. What happens if you use your brain too much when you're eight? Your head blows up. So you're just thinking and thinking and thinking a lot and being smart, and then all of a sudden one day, boom. Here's our last word. You all set? Okay. Finale. Finale? Mm-hmm. It's final. Um. It's now the finale. Everyone's going up to take a bow. Finale. It's like when something's over. Okay, now、uh, can you use that word in a sentence for me? Okay, this is the finale of the show. Bye. Hello. You know when I said that's the finale of the show. Bye. Mm-hmm. You'll put me on last. Uh huh. That's the finale of the show. Bye, and that's the end. Bye. And, and, and you hang up on me. That's、yeah. your idea. Yeah, and then you put on music.
You want to try it? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. This is the finale of the show. Bye. Here we go. Are you ready for one another? Dream Warriors noise is new discover Once again with a new blend, so telephone a friend. Yo, Dreamworks got this new song. It's dope, man. I'll back this to the prime is optimist. Bands of friends, I'm universal and cosmic. Concrete jungles abound. Stand by the speaker, you're smothered and covered up in the sound. You stand strong as you pump your fist. I'm talking all that jazz. Now what's my definition? My definition. My definition. My definition is this. My definition. My definition. My definition. My definition is this. My definition. My definition is this. My definition. It's often said to do damage Skin so strong, even Superman needs a hand So bob your head, dread as I kick the funk flow This rhyme is subliminal, yeah you don't think so I walk with a gold cane, a gold brain and no gold chain Behind the truth lies, there lies a parapet In the mix is where dream warriors go To find a few will, but I know so There is no definition My definition, my definition My definition is this, my definition my definition, my definition, my definition is this, my definition, my definition is this, my definition. The voices you heard in part two of Wiretap were Jorge Just, Joshua Carpati, Peter Gonda, Mitch Ahmed, James Hurst, Ty Farrier, Cameron Gilbert, and Zuzu. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Sarah Gilbert and Carolyn Warren. Production help from Mira Bertwintonic. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap. PRI Public Radio International.